chapter 24. We'll be reading from verses 14 and 15. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 to 27. New, new Living tra uh, Translation, NLT. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. And then Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 to 27. The New Living Translation. You may be running, uh, looking at NIV or New King James or, or King James. That's okay. But I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When you get there, say amen. You ain't said nothing. You're still looking. All right. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 and 27. Joshua 14, 24, 14 says, So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today. Make a choice. Make a decision if you don't want to serve the Lord. Whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods, small g, that your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? Joshua said, you do what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, y'all go ahead and do what you want to do. But as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. All right? I don't care what my neighbors are doing or what they're not doing. I don't care what they're doing on the job. I don't know what care what they're doing in the club. I don't care what they're doing wherever else they're doing what they do. But as for me and mine, we're going to serve the Lord. And then Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 to 27 says, Guard your heart. You want to serve the Lord? You, you got to be guarding your heart, y'all. Guard your heart above all else. Why? For it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Don't hang around with a whole lot of cussing people. Y'all act like y'all in this thing is deep. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out, verse 26, a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Verse 27. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Don't go back to doing what you used to do. You're on a new path now. Let's keep moving forward. I want to talk around the thought, the subject for a little while. Time permitting here. This is part three. The choices we make today determine our tomorrow. The choices we make today determine our tomorrow. Father God, we come before your presence once again in Jesus' name just to say thank you. Lord, even now we ask that you would bring our wandering minds and thoughts into subjection to you in the person of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us even right now, Lord. Don't allow us to get uh, sidetracked and focused on what's 
food and what's coming later in the Super Bowl. Lord, let us focus on now. Yo, we need to hear a word from you. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever distractions may come our way, Lord, bring us back. Help us to focus on you. We need a word from you. Those that are grieving need to hear from you. You said that your word will not return void, but will accomplish what it set out to do. Fix us. Even right now, we say yes to your will, your word, and your way. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. With thanksgiving always. Amen. The choices we make today determine our tomorrow. And understand with that being said, the choices and decisions that you and I make largely depend upon where you are morally in your mind. Your choices have to do with where you are morally and your personal standards and your convictions. Every one of us don't have the same convictions. What might be all right with somebody else may not be all right with me. Depending upon how you were raised, some things are more allowable than other things. Hello, somebody. If you was raised with a cussing family, you don't see nothing wrong with everybody else cussing. Oh, man, I must look up at the wall. Y'all scared, scared me. I didn't say I came from a family that didn't cuss, but they cussed and fussed. Anybody other than me had a family that cussed and fussed? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had a family that was alcoholics. And guess what I said, and I meant it. I thought I meant it when I said it. I, who's, who was in my house? I said, I ain't gonna never do all that drinking. That drunk folk. I ain't gonna never. And guess what? I started drinking and got to be an alcoholic at 12. But guess what? I, I wouldn't dare say his or her name. Somebody already told me recently they started when they was eight. Yeah. So, 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 so. My point is, the thing that I said I never was going to do, I did it. We all are be a piece of work. Y'all don't like this preaching. Pump into the door. We are all a work in progress. I'm so glad God ain't through with me. Anybody else glad God ain't through with you? Because I still got some flaws. I still have some hang-ups. Michelle, I, yeah, I do. Somebody told, uh, we were talking about men's empowerment. We had a great men's empowerment yesterday. Y'all need to let them tell your men you need to come. We, we, we talk some stuff. We, we get into some things that brothers need to talk about. Women need to talk about. Men need to get together. And we get together, we talk about some stuff. And one of the things we said that we don't want to be misunderstood when, 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 you know, sometimes when a man gets saved, you know, other guys think, well, we become little patsies. And one guy told another guy he was going to slap him. The guy said, I'm going to jail. You're going to slap me. You ain't even going to punch me. You're going to slap me. In other words, because we're saved, men and women don't mean we, you can push over. Hello, somebody. I don't believe there's a woman in here right now today that somebody could walk up and slap you and you say, praise the Lord. 
I don't think there's nobody up in here like that. <laughs> Am I right? You don't tell your kids somebody punch them. You say, oh, just tell them praise the Lord. No, no, no. Your personal standards or values are determined by how you were raised. What's in you? Am I right about it? And, and our decision making usually involves a mixture of, listen, intuition and rational thinking. You know, the things that influence your decisions and mine, the decisions that you and I make, whether or not we want to admit it or not, are our personal, come from our personal biases and our blind spots. You know you got blind spots, don't you? Everybody under the sound of my voice, I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord, wait a minute, unless you think you're perfect. Is anybody in here think they're perfect? I, 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 I'm, I'm not looking for no hands. But if you raise your hand, is anybody in here still imperfect? I said we all have our blind spots in life. And, and, and our blind spots and, and personal biases can be our attitudes. You know, you got some Christians got bad attitudes. Hello, somebody. That's why somebody said, I, 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 I stopped going to church. Got people looking down on me. No, we're not better than you. We just decided to follow the Lord and he's given us redirection. In our thoughts and minds. Blind spots reveal our attitudes, our beliefs, our behaviors, and our emotions. Am I right about it? And depending upon what your blind spot is, because somebody here, we're not here because, but every, every sermon ought to be dealing with some kind of sort of mental health issue. Y'all ain't heard pre preaching has to do with mental. All of us have mental health issues. Just some are worse. Hello, somebody. We got to learn how to deal with stuff. Everyone, we don't deal with stuff the same way. Am I right about it? I said they're grieving folk in here. I can't tell uh, you how long you're going to grieve the loss of your son. No, I just say trust God through the process. I can't tell you because it's been two weeks, Diane, that you owe. No, that ain't me. I, I can only say trust God through the process. That's right. Sister Dog, if you're watching, I can't tell you or your uh, uh, nieces how long they're going to grieve mom and your sister, but you got to trust God through the process. We know that he's a healer. That's right. That's Anybody know that God is a healer? Yeah. I can't tell law how long it's going to take you to get healed. But our God is a healer. I told you last week, we serve an awesome God. Uh, 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 uh. I said our emotions play a role in our decision making also. In other words, fear can cause us to avoid taking risk. We got some fear is one thing, but some people are overly fearful. Anger can lead us to make impulsive decisions. Don't look at nobody. Keep looking at me. But do you know any angry people? People are always angry. Angry people get, get, get in a lot of trouble. They, they don't take the time to, to, to process stuff. Somebody say something wrong, they bam. They want to shoot you. Disrespect. 
You got to understand what respect is in order to understand what disrespect is. You know, if somebody tell you, hey, man, uh, it, it, it's not right for you to be cussing out a woman and you talking about disrespecting. No, they told you a truth. But you're going to kill them for telling the truth. You know, people can't handle the truth. Am I right about it? I'm talking about the choices we make today determine our tomorrow. But you know what the first and foremost choice should be? Biblically speaking, we need to make sure we have a relationship with the Lord. Amen, somebody. You and I make the, see, into, to, into a, a, the way we think. Yeah, that's right. We need, we need to make sure we have a relationship with the Lord. And that relationship with the Lord comes only through salvation in Jesus Christ. I hear people every now and then talk about, listen, I, I, I got my own truth and I can go to the Lord the way I want to. Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say me and somebody else and this and that. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. He didn't say me and, and somebody else and you'll find your way. No, he cut all of that out. I am the way. No matter what somebody else tell you, follow your own path and all that kind of stuff. You may follow what you think is the right way and it's the wrong way because some roads lead to hell. All right? Most if not all of us have experienced that I had a feeling moment. There's an old song, it's real old, but it used to say, uh, I just have this feeling deep inside of me. And, 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 and you know how we sometimes say, I had a feeling, intuition I'm talking about. I had a feeling that was, this was going to happen. Somebody, I said to, to my wife recently, our next door neighbor, bless his, bless his family, he died a few days ago. He was an older gentleman and he loved to talk. Matter of fact, he could out talk me. Crystal, be nice now. My wife said, honey, he got you beat. He moved in the house next door to us, Keisha, about two years ago, honey. Was that about two years? Yeah. His name was Rick. Yeah. Rick. And he would say to me, George? He came over when he first moved over. Uh, Sister Mary came over to the house. And uh, I got a lot of nerve, but he was about 100 pounds heavier than me. So he waddled over. And I'm not being mean to him, but that was a lot for him to do that. But he wanted to meet me. And, and, and we talked for a while. And after that, he exchanged phone numbers. You, you know, sometimes intuition, he just felt right. I gave him my number and he called and we decided who we gonna, who gonna cut the grass and, and this George did that. And then I started talking, I told my wife, I said, I gotta call Rick. She called him now. I said, no, I gotta wait till my mind gets straight because he gonna talk for a while. Y'all ever have anybody that you gotta be prepared? It ain't gonna be, hello, how you doing? What's up? Uh, uh, talk to you later. It's gonna be later, later, later talking. But he died a few days ago. And the reason I knew he died is I was calling him because we, you know, something I was saying, uh, you know, Rick, did you see so whatever, just conversation. And he never returned my call. And that's unusual. Then I called him late on that day. Then the next day, 
And I told my wife, I said, something must have happened. Rick. He has seven cars in the backyard, right? About seven cars, kind of sports cars, this, that, and the other. They're all covered. Plus his regular car. But he could not even walk down to the mailbox to get his mail. That's how bad his condition was. He had to drive down to the end of the driveway and then either go out and come back in or back in. But Rick was a nice guy. But I told my wife, I said, I wish I could know because I left a message in case family, I was saying, you know, I'm his neighbor and I gave my number and all that. But anyway, the other day, make a long story short, I looked out and I saw people doing work out there next door. And I went out and hollered, hey, whoa, whoa. And a woman came over. She had tears in her eyes. She said, you must be George. She said, all he talked about was you. She had tears. She got me to bussing. Because I, I felt, you ever feel somebody's pain? She came over and she, me and my wife, I was out there talking, no shoes on, freezing outside. Only went to the door and said, woo! And she couldn't hear me and I said, I'm going to run down here right quick. All I had was shorts and an undershirt. I know. That's why I'm sick now. I went down and she came over and I was standing. You're talking about talking. She almost had her, uh, she's the younger sister, almost got her brother beaten talking. I'm a feet cold. <laughs> she said, we're going to have to take care. She said, but he talked about you so much. She invited me to his service yesterday, but I told her I had the men's thing. She said, he would love to have you. I know he would. Our family would love to have you, but I couldn't make it. She said, we're going to have to settle his estates. He's got other property. I said to my wife, maybe the Lord. <laughs> I said it. Y'all could, you, you, he got seven cars, sports cars, and all that kind of stuff. He might have a million dollars. I ain't after his money, but I would be love to be blessed. I had a feeling that something was wrong when Rick didn't respond. Intuition, sometimes we have feelings when people get around us that something's wrong. Yeah. Am I right about it? But then with that being said, sometimes you get people around you, you don't know them from a can of paint, but they feel right. You can come into service, and I hope Abyssinian is like that. You come in and you feel a sense of welcome. And I've told people that if you come in here and folk are not friendly, don't let that mislead you that that's the way the pulpit and the rest of the church is. Snitch on them. Let me know. I know we don't like snitches, but if somebody treats you bad, I ain't saying you got a bad attitude and cussing people out want them to say praise the Lord. No, but if they treat you wrong, y'all don't know, we're going to make sure they, we're going to send them to Sunday school. <laughs> I don't know they like that. We'll get some Sunday school in them. Lord, Lord have mercy. We need to make sure that we're in an environment that helps us to make the right choices. Because the choices you make today will determine your tomorrow. I'm almost done. Understand this. 
If you're going to make the right choices, make sure you got the right people around you. Hello, somebody. Stop hanging around people that talk trash all the time. You want to be around people that help you become better. Am I right about it? You don't want to be around people, uh, Sister Crystal, when you get around, you feeling good, and all of a sudden they pull you down. You don't be want to be around people as soon as you feel encouraged, they begin to make you discouraged. I don't want people around me and I'm going through stuff and they keep on talking about, don't look like you're going to ever get. I don't need to hear that from you. Already know what may not be, but I trust what God says. I will supply all your needs according to my riches. Am I right about it? God says, uh, uh, I'm your refuge and strength. If you, if you don't know where to go or where to, where to find shelter, God says, I am your refuge and strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. Am I right about it? God says, I'm your light and your salvation. I don't know who's got you all bent out of shape and you fear, but God says, I'm your light and salvation. You don't need to fear nobody. God says you don't understand. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will. Somebody say he will. Direct your path. As I hasten to a close here. Remember Proverbs 16 and 25 says. There is a way that seems right. To a man or woman. But it's in is the way to death. See, in other words, a mind or a life not surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus is easy prey for the devil. I know we don't want to give the devil a whole lot of credit, but don't discredit him because where you can't, where you stop off, he'll step in. Hello, somebody. We talk about it in Bible, so don't give the devil a foothold. You running away from trouble, and just when you close the door, he put his foot in to keep you from closing it. That's right. That's right. Somebody said you wasn't going to do that no more, and the devil went and put his foot in there so you couldn't stop completely. You got to understand, we've got to recognize the enemy. Everybody's not your enemy, but you need to be intuitively be able to recognize your enemy. The devil is a liar, so you don't want to hang around with a lot of liars. You need some truth tellers. Jesus said, I am the truth. Am I right about it? I said, the choices we make today determine our, our tomorrow. We need to understand that the choices we make determine oftentimes are determined by who we allow to rule in our minds. Am I right about it? We don't want to do what the enemy wants us to do to get corralled with people that don't know him or don't want to know him. Am I right about it? We need to understand that uh, dysfunctional factors are oftentimes pressured or put under stress by more stress by who we allow into our lives. We need to understand you don't want people around you that Accept every wrong thing you do. I need somebody that's going to help me to get it right. That's right. That's right. Am I right about it? Right. All throughout the Bible, there's dysfunction. So don't get messed up when you think 
You've been saved for how long and you still haven't changed? It's not that God is not able to change. You might need to reevaluate where you're coming from. Am I right about it? Save folk, and I'm almost done. Save folk need to know if that ain't God calling from heaven, turn it off. Save folk need to know that we've got to gonna be judged also. It's not the same judgment, Revelation 3, the great white throne. Revelation 20. It's not the same judgment, but we're going to be judged for what we do or the good things we do or don't do. It's called the Bema seat of Christ. It's where Jesus will give rewards to believers based on what they did to build his kingdom. And understand that word Bema is a Greek word that means altar or raised pot. All right. And, and the Bible descripts, depicts Christ throne as being set high and you and i don't think since you got saved you got it made no what are you doing to advance the kingdom yeah, yeah. do you ever tell anybody about how good the lord is or you say you don't want to get in their bed no that's your business yeah. god called us and he saved us to be ambassadors yeah. we are to represent the kingdom of heaven Amen. And when people come to me and tell me, man, I saw you did this wrong, that wrong. One of the guys in our class, and I ain't telling it all, but no, I'll tell you this. One of the guys in the class yesterday said, said bleep, bleep, bloop. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I said, man, that's okay. We all bleep, bloop, bloop sometimes. Y'all looking, man, give me some people. Anybody cussed in the last month that are saved beside me when you got angry? Thank you, because she stood up. No, I'm not advocating that. I'm just telling you that's what happens. But if I confess my sin, God is faithful and just to forgive me for my sin and to wash me, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I said 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. And J.C. Ryle said, talking about unsaved people or unbelievers, the saddest road to hell is the one that runs under the pulpit, past the Bible, and through the middle of warnings and invitations. Somebody told you that Jesus is the way. You can't say nobody told you. You ignored it. You don't want to hear nothing about no Bible. Matter of fact, you'll hear all the music you want, but as soon as the word goes, you got to get up and move. Because the word will do something. The word will cut you. The word will touch you. The word will heal you. The word will pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. Am I right about it? Oh, I got to leave. I didn't cut through all of this, Reverend Pointer. But as I close, what is it that we learn from Joshua that will help us today to make the right decisions today that will determine our tomorrow? Number one, y'all want to get this. You want to know how you're going to stay on the right path? Remember what God has done already. 
God did for you and I what we could not do for ourselves. Am I right about it? Joshua let the people know it wasn't their doing that delivered them out of the hands of the enemy. No, it wasn't them. No, it wasn't them. Joshua said, talking about the people that had been delivered. Joshua 24, 12, and 13 says, and I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the enemy, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or your bows that brought you victory. God says, I gave you the land. I did for you. I'm the one that blessed you. Stop saying that you got blessed by him or her. God touches the hearts of people. Anytime I get blessed, I said, thank you, Jesus. Somebody said, that was, that, that was UPS. That wasn't UPS that blessed me. God sent something through UPS. But the glory goes to the Lord. Remember, oh, I wish I had. I don't know about you. But when I woke up this morning, I said, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Somebody laid down last night and didn't open their eyes. Oh, remember. What God has done. Secondly, I only got four things. Don't straddle the fence. Some of us need to get off the fence. You, 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 you don't want to get all the way to Christ and uh, you don't want to go all the way to or you on the fence. Who is God talking to? Joshua 24, 14 says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the God's your mama and daddy and grandpa used to serve if they wasn't serving the Lord. The ancestors that they worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. No, you got to make a decision. Am I right about it? Don't live and don't be a fence walker with partial commitments. The choices you make today are going to determine your tomorrow. Some of us had a hard time deciding whether you're going to come to church today. I know you did. I'm the preacher, and I didn't feel like coming. Seemed like when it's time to get up, Sister Chris, I just said, man, let me get 15 more minutes. 15 minutes ain't going to do it. Get up. Get in the bathroom. Get yourself together. And after a while, even though I didn't feel like coming, I began to feel like coming. I got to move beyond how I feel and do what I'm supposed to do in spite of how I feel. Don't straddle the fence. You got to be, if you know the Lord and you want to serve, serve the Lord. Am I right about it? Oh, I know I'm right about it. I said, but not only don't straddle the fence, but you got to choose sometimes to serve God alone. If nobody else in your house going to serve him, you got to serve him by yourself. If your neighbors are not serving the Lord, don't you get sidetracked. You got to serve the only one house on the block. Don't worry about what they're going to come again. No, God's got you covered. Serve the Lord alone, all by yourself if you have to. Am I right about it? But not only that, lastly, stay focused and finish well. Stay focused and finish well. I don't know about you, but when I think about how good God has been to me, when I think about all that he's done for me, 
Thank you, Keisha. All we think is never enough. But God woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. He put food on the table. Am I right about it? He allowed you to come to this church. You got heat on. I'm sweating already. You got food you're going to eat. But don't you dare pick up the fork without first saying thank you for the food that I'm about to receive. Am I right about it? For the nourishment and strength of this body. Am I right about it? God has blessed somebody. Gave you a new house. A new car. A new job. A new way of thinking. All you gotta do is say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Lord. For being so good to me. If it had not been. For the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? Say yes, 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 yes. The choices we make today determine our tomorrow. Stay focused. Finish well as we rest on our feet.